Good. All right. Oh, hey there. Glad you joined us. We got a good little episode for this week. The boys are back. A little bit of the crew. Tate is missing for this episode. He decided to bail on us. But we got a good little real talk rundown with the boys going over multiple topics. We had a blast. We got our fist pump feature in, as always. And uh, we actually got some questions from, from the fans. So tune in for a heck of an episode. Love y'all. Oh, and also, can't forget this. Hit the like and subscribe button on the video, please. Just right now, pause it. Boom. Like, subscribe. Comment, let us know what you think. Hit us up on all our socials at Real Talk WRT. Please just do it for the boys. We're actually getting ready to start doing some merch too. So uh, just stay tuned for that. And that coach of an Athens got the boys playing pretty good ball. Anyway, I love you, son. Go, dogs. Look at this guy. Dude, I got the golf bug. I'll tell you that. After watching the full swing. Golf oh, bug, a little stretch that California. I'm always, I love the the Florida stretch that we're in right now. We talked about it earlier today. I love the Florida stretch. You got the Honda Classic, which we're talking about. The field isn't as good as what it used to be. So then you followed up with Arnold Palmer Invitational next week, near near to my heart. I grew up near to that one. My son's name after Arnold Palmer. Shout out Palmer at home. Hope you're in bed. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> we're, we're gonna get to the fist pump feature, but we'll, we'll so come we'll back. To Do that. you think he's watching? He better not be. Is he sleeping, <laughs> eating, or pooping? One of, the one of those three. I mean, <laughs> yeah. guaranteed it's one of those three. Or all three <laughs> at the same time. Hammer in it. Uh, but so you got Honda Classic, Arnold Palmer Invitational, you got Valspar, and then you got uh, the Players Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I love the Florida Swing, but back to what I was saying, you had the Waste Management the other week. You had uh, the Genesis out at Riviera. Like, this is – I know that – Shout out Tiger. The, the, shout out Tiger making his comeback. I know the calendar year for golf starts back in like 2022. It's the wraparound, which I think they're getting rid of, thankfully. About time, because the golf season is the most confusing season. It is. I hate that they've wrapped around the schedule. The unofficial start is kind of in Maui at Kapalua, out in Hawaii. December, right? It's January, early January, January, which I like that, but this is my, this is where I get into golf. This like a little bit of California swing, and then they come down to Florida. This is where I Oh, I start itching that. I get that golf yeah. bug. I'm like, oh, get me out. Get me out on that course. So we talked about this the other day. If you could only play one type of golf for the rest of your life, whether it's Florida golf, mountain golf, desert golf, like or ocean, like you're a, you know, not Florida ocean, but like California ocean. Mm. Which one would room. you pick? Who would? I, I pick mountain golf every day because I grew up playing mountain golf. And that's kind of like, I like the views. I like all of that. Like you can't see every hole when you just step up to the, number one tee like i love that aspect of it and i like the grass like i hate florida grass i hate hate playing on it honestly i just hate everything about the state but that like mostly the grass i like the governor but other than oh yeah yeah (laughs) and um and miami is like fun for a weekend or two you know yeah miami was great all right what kind of golf's your favorite uh i'm going i gotta go like augusta type with the tall pines like just good old straightforward you get that up north too with tall pines yeah. Growing up in, in Florida, flat, a lot of water. I hate Florida golf. I had my fair share of it. I like tall pines, kind of coastal, where it's in and out of the pines and stuff, and you get some of the coastal stuff. But I do love the undulation because I didn't get a ton of it growing up being in Florida. But the shot shaping, you can go to the same hole, the par three that we played that we made a mess of. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you could hit a high draw. You can try and hit a cut and hold it up against the wind. You can try and bore something through. Like I feel with mountain golf, 
there's an added just the elevation aspect where you can hit more shots and you can make it more fun especially when you get to be a better golfer and you can learn how to work the ball it it makes it more enjoyable I think. speaking of sorry to interrupt you real quick when i played it the next weekend that par three it's like a hundred and it's a hundred yard par three like it's tiny and it's way downhill it's but like it one one thirty ish but then it plays way shorter yeah. than that and uh not from the tips, but we weren't playing the oh, tips. Oh, we weren't playing the tips. Uh, I mean, the wind, I mean, it was like, it was 45 degrees. Wind chill was put in at like 24. I mean, I'm the only guy out there. People are like, the car guys were looking at me like I was a psychopath. <laughs> Plus, it was like 4 o'clock, so they were ready to go home because no one was out in the course. So I just pull out ready Oh, so roll. they were cussing, yeah. And they were like, you dog. But I get out there, and the wind was so bad. The, the distance from a tree line on the left side to the bunkers on the right is probably a solid 40 yards, 50 yards. And my first shot hit dead center of the green, and it just veers off like 30 yards right of the green so i'm like okay let's try this i hit it to the, the wind was so bad i hit it to the tree line on the left it crossed the green and went in the bunkers and it was i mean a straight shot oh and just God. just snapped from the wind but good um i'm probably gonna have to say like i want to i'll say pacific like coast golf like yeah. this summer once one of my buddies graduates from uga We've all, like, he's the last one of our friend group that needs to graduate. We've all agreed that we're taking a trip out to California and, or, you know, somewhere on the West Coast, and we're just going to do a golf, like, a, a boys' trip, golf trip. Um, and so maybe I'm just looking forward to that, but that's, that's kind of the golf that I want to play. If you haven't locked in, like, a course yet, Bannon Dunes out there on the coast, there's multiple courses. They, I don't know if they still have the deal, but they had this incredible deal if you played like five rounds there, you get this crazy deal where you the they'll first pay time for your, I think they'll pay for your the rounds. last round. So yep. it's the first time you pay. It's like full green fees, which is like a hundred or five hundred dollars. Like it's expensive, <clears throat> but that's the first round. That hurts. The second round you play there, it's half price. The third round you pay there, it's, it's like free. I thought, yeah, and the fourth free. round you play there, they give you like a hundred dollar bill when you walk off the course. Yeah. So, so if you're gonna stay there and play like four or five rounds, pretty it's pretty sweet. That's a great deal. But there's yeah, like multiple courses you, there around you the ocean. Stick around and play like. Yeah. 90 holes of golf. I'll take that That's sacrifice. a point. I mean, yeah. I mean, There's worse things to do. I'm just glad. There's nothing else in Bandon to do other <laughs> yeah, than I mean, golf. I'm just I glad nobody of. said Florida because yeah. my memory from Florida golf courses is just seeing the alligators and that just ain't it. That's fun for like well, the, for your first time down there if you're not from Florida. It's like, oh, it's cool. It's an alligator. And then it's like, uh, all right. I don't know if cool is the word that I would use. It's more so of like, let's just you not keep go your distance. But. I just hate it because you lose so many balls. Yeah. I mean, every hole has water. And I just hate so that. And then all desert the, golf, the, it sucks the, because the every if you're off the fairway, there's like a hundred things that can kill you out there. <laughs> and it's like I don't even want I don't even want to go out there. That's the truth. So so talking about you know the Honda Classic, a lot of people say that's one of the the hardest the hardest rounds of golf, like or the hardest tournament on tour. I mean, have you guys heard? Have you ever played the, the course at all? Or I, play, I grew it. up playing tournament golf on that course, uh, and then I grew up going to the tournament. Um, the, so the course that I was an assistant pro at was seven minutes up the road, and then my apartment was four minutes up the road. So we'd spend a lot of time there both on the golf course playing it, but then watching the tournament. And where it is in the, the year, being in March – you still get some winter winds, which are coming from the south. So the winds, when they pick up, it can be very different. They talked about on the on the broadcast today that the course during the summertime plays night and day different to how it plays during the wintertime with the winds, the way that the grass is, with different types of grass, what's dormant and what's not. Um, 
but yeah, it's, it's a challenging course. Like I shot, I think 76, 74, and I came in second place in this one tournament and I was ecstatic. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough course, but there's, there's a multitude of, in that little, in that. Yeah, can we rewind 76, 74? <laughs> I would be ecstatic too, no matter what course yeah. I'm on. But I mean, back in the day, That's I was gold. essentially paid to do that. So yeah. I, I spent a lot more time doing it and I should have been. Best paid. round you shot. That was uh, at my home course at Admiral's Cove prior to the renovation on the Golf Village course, shot 65 and didn't even know I did until I got into the parking lot and added up and been like, that was a good round. And then I saw a lot of circles on the scorecard. I was like, holy cow, that was a lot better than I expected. It was one of those ones that golfers, especially that you kind of black out and you, if you miss a shot, if you hit a shot, you just, your bad shots, they turn out, you thin one a little bit and it still ends up next to the hole. It's just, you black yeah, out and you don't really know what happens. It's I feel like it happens with athletes yeah. in general. Like you just have a day that you're I on it and you feel like you miss a No matter what you do. Yeah, it's the guy just, yeah, yeah, 107 no today, wrong. he basically, yeah. he cut my score in half from today's round basically. Um, well, did, did, did we ever now. talk about whenever we played down at the at, um, Georgia, Florida? Yeah, that was that the you guys Jacksonville Golf and Country Club. So we go play this course. That he has never, you've never played that course, right? Never, never played this course, okay? And he's like, oh, I haven't played in so long, blah, blah, blah. So we're playing these people. And I'm like, yeah, this guy, like, he's going to tell you all this stuff. And he's going to go out and shoot, like, a 73. And he's be like, oh, I love some strokes out there. You know, he's like yeah. one of those guys, right? <laughs> and he's like, no way. He goes, if I shoot a whatever it was, whatever I said, if was, I shoot 73 or better, I'll I'm, buy everyone's drinks buy for the night. Buy everyone's drinks for the night, okay? So that's on camera that he said that. So we start playing, like, he's playing pretty well, right? We get to the back nine, like, he's on pace to shoot, like, a 70. And to I'm, choke. like, cheering him on. You know, I'm like, let's go, I baby. wanted to choke. I was, I was terrified. I, yeah, he, I was, like, shitting my pants the entire round. So he's playing really well. You know, we're getting on 18, great drive. Hits, and then we, tap, we uh, tally up the score. What'd you shoot? 70. This little, this little piece of shit. Did you not I buy mean, the drinks? No, no, because <laughs> he was like, he was like, oh, my tum tum hurts. Like oh, we gotta we, go. We home. both got sick. To be He's fair, like, oh, we both got sick. My tum tum, like, let's go home. Let's we're putting, we're putting that video of you saying that up on the, on the pod. That's kind of like, it's kind of like the Missouri game when uh, what's his face was like, I'll buy drinks for everybody at the, at that one bar if y'all win. Oh, big cat. Yeah, I mean, they had big cats make a lot more money than I am. Well, especially now. Yeah, especially now. Yeah, especially now. We got some folks visiting through the window right there. Shout out real quick while hey, we're folks. pausing uh, for my boy Zane from back in the day. Got to show the backside of this little back-to-back jacket. That's oh. cool. Fresh. Mm. Appreciate you, bro. One yeah, more golf thing. question while we're still at it because we came up with this one the other day when it was uh, Waste Management Open Week. Would you rather, and this is, I've heard a lot of these would you rathers where it's like pretty obvious what the answer should be for the most part. Would you rather have, get to play Augusta National Mm. one time with Tiger Woods. So you get that memory to always follow back on. You're like, you got to play Augusta National. That's hard to beat. You got to play Augusta National 18 holes with Tiger Woods. Just you and Tiger. T- you, just you and Tiger. Okay. It's, I mean, that's tough to beat right there. Yeah. Or get an invite to the Waste Management Phoenix Open for all four days for the rest of your life. Yeah, it was it was the invite to the waste management with the best seats. Yeah, like on you, the, yeah. you can go wherever you want. Like if you want to go for in the, the rest nicest, of your life, like you have that to look So it's like you got that one weekend. thing to look back forward, look yeah. back on. So you're just a spectator. You're, you're just a spectator. 
but you get to like if you want to go watch walk around and watch people play whether it's tiger or whoever like you can do that if you want to have the best seat in the house at 16 that's the rowdies and you have to line up at four in the morning just to try and maybe get a chance to sprint back there and get a glimpse of something but it's yours but you, you get it. to do that i saw those videos of people just like as soon as gates open they're sprinting. oh yeah like, and it's like i'm a huge tiger fan not as big as other people i'm a massive augusta national fan but in that case, I'm think I'm going waste management just for like I know for however long I live, that's something I get to. You could create more memories yeah. doing that. I would say the same thing. I feel like I would be really sad. You have a great time doing whatever, whether it's going to a theme park with your family, and you look back on that and be like, "That was a great day. I wish I could relive it." It's like imagine that times a billion. Looking back at plans, golf, like you're gonna miss that so much. That's yeah, my rationale. But also, but I mean, mm, what did, what's everyone's takes on that? Being a Georgia boy, being a Tiger guy. That's I mean, I, I take Tiger, no question. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, yeah, 100%. If it was, I, I guess if the alternative scenario was like, you get to play one round with Tiger at Augusta, or you get like Berkman's passes for the rest of your life, like that might be a more difficult. What's that? Like that exclusive place at Augusta National for the Masters. It's, it's like, like back behind back 16. Behind 16 or... And it's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. best food. And it's really high end. They have like three exactly replica greens that you can like go out and putt on. Wow. Free food, free drink. Like that would be a, a more difficult, I guess. Yeah. yeah. yeah for have me. Y'all, have y'all heard the, the John Smoltz story in Tiger? No. Oh, oh man. God. This is gold. So it was spring <clears throat> training mid-2000s, maybe late. Then like 2007, 2008-ish, towards John Smoltz's end of his stint in Atlanta. And it was spring training. He was supposed to throw in like two different – or two days later. Um, and he gets, a, he gets a call from Tiger. And it's like two hours before their, their spring training game. Uh, and I might be butchering some of this, but the, the gist of it is he, he called him. He was like, hey, you want to come play Augusta with me? And Smoltz, he was like, well, I mean, yeah, but I'm – spring training – let me just – let me ask. Got some obligations here. Yeah, he's like, I'm working. Went up to Bobby Cox. He was like, hey, can I, uh, you know, here's the situation. Da, da, da. And it might have been that he was throwing that day and then he just got to leave early. So the story goes that he, like halfway through the game, leaves uh, the dugout, just disappears. Tiger flew wow. his plane down to uh, Florida, picked him up, flew up here, played with him, and then flew back and was back by nighttime. That's pretty That's awesome. That's awesome. How sick is that? That's awesome. I couldn't but imagine. I, I mean, like just Tiger Woods wanting to play with somebody that, like John Smoltz. Like, I mean, that's cool. And, and John's a pretty good golfer. Like, really yeah. good. Yeah. So, but that's just that's crazy. Yeah. What a flex. Yeah. Hey, Tiger just texted me. Uh, wants to play Augusta. No <laughs> I mean, if you're Bobby Cox, you got to say yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But I, I know that's all this golf story. talk. You know, it's talking about the uh, the full swing. Netflix documentary. I know we were talking about that, and that's kind of what we we've watched it. You've watched the first little bit. Have you watched it? Yeah, yeah I've watched half of it. Okay, so two full. We've seen it all the way through. Half and first episode. <laughs> you guys episode. give your give, go ahead and give your takes on it. First episode was I was pleasantly surprised. I liked the gist of it. I liked the the Justin Thomas and um, Spieth Jordan Spieth dynamic. Like I didn't know that that Spieth was uh, Justin Thomas's like best man in his wedding and stuff like that. Like that's cool stuff. That's a lot of like personality stuff that, I mean, that's even stuff that like NIL is doing is trying to like, like this podcast, yeah. literally getting to know people's personalities, trying to popularize like the sport of golf. And so I think that that was really cool to see. Um, and I thought it was, I thought it was a good episode. Obviously I haven't seen the rest of it. So I know 
differing opinions probably. But Matt, what did you think? So <clears throat> I'm a massive fan of the Drive to Survive series, the Formula One thing. Yeah. So like I went into that show never watching Formula One. So I, I saw how that made me into a fan. And like going into this one, it's different because I'm already a golf fan. So it was like interesting to see what this would like, how this would change my perception. And what it did was like I already liked JT and I already liked mm -hmm. Spieth and I already liked Scotty Scheffler. So it made me like them more. And the guys that I was kind of on the fence about, like Brooks Kepka, like I think he's the worst person ever. Yeah. <laughs> like I already Genesis. didn't really like him, but I'm like, I mean, he's good, yeah. so I respect that. And I kind of liked at the beginning. I kind of liked his like. You know, Matra, just, screw the world. Like, I'm just doing my way thing. But he comes off as such a D-bag. Yeah, I, I mean, like, there's no other way to say it. Yeah. And um, so it's like, it cemented that for me. And like, Ian Poulter and like the reasoning for going to live and thing, I think it was really interesting because like you start to see it. And like, Ian Poulter was basically afraid of missing more cuts. Yeah. Right. And like, you don't make, I mean, trust me, Netflix tells you a hundred times you don't make money if you don't make the cut. So, he did it for that reason because he's just not as good as he used to be. Yeah. And I think it's the same with Brooks. Like, you know, Brooks was trailing off. So it's like you see why these guys made that move to live. And I think that was the perfect season for them to do this documentary. Totally. I can't think it'd be it completely up, different if yeah. it had just been a normal season. I mean, like the opening, one of the opening quotes was, you picked a hell of a season to cover, yeah, start covering yeah, golf. Yeah, like, saying that. It was. I think my favorite episode was the JT uh, yeah, Spieth one. one. Yeah. That was really cool. There was some, there was some stuff in there. I want to pick your brand. What did what did you kind of nitpick about things you didn't like coming from a, a golf I want, guy? I want to rewatch it because especially those first, I think three or four episodes, I was in the hospital with my wife, with the, with my baby coming in the world. So, Speaking of, after this, we're gonna to go to fist pump yeah, features. So, we can so um, I I definitely want to rewatch it because there's probably a lot of stuff that I didn't catch, but there was a couple nitpicky things from a golf nerd. There was so I think it was the first episode was Spieth winning the PGA. And mm -hmm. he gets on the 18th green. He's got to, like, make the putt, I think, to go to the playoff with Will JT Zalatoris. JT on the PGA. That's what you mean. JT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Meant JT. It. Yeah. So he's got to make the putt, goes to the playoff with Will Zalatoris. He's on the green, and it shows, like, a couple a series of, like, two or three-second clips of him, like, marking the ball, lining it up, getting ready to hit it, and going through this process, and then making the putt. Well, in that series, they snuck in a clip where it was obvious that it wasn't, like, a golf nerd editing it because – this whole series, he's on the green, he's lining up the ball, he's going through this pre-shot routine, essentially. And then one of the clips for two seconds gets snuck in is him with a driver in hand, and it was from him back on the tee box. So that just attention to detail that I had kind of stuck out to me. It's like, wait, why huh. is that in there? And I want to rewatch and make sure I got that right. But it, it was him back on the tee box. Like, I just recognized from his pre-shot routine like how he kind of gets into about to hit an iron shot or a driver shot versus a putter. And... I noticed that that was not from him. So that just kind of, that was a very big nitpicky thing of mine that I noticed. Uh, and then the other thing was just, and I, I totally get it. What Netflix was trying to do of, which I appreciate is broaden the horizons of golf and get people that aren't big golf fans to maybe pay more attention to it and make it interesting to them. And they made a show to explain that sort of stuff, but it was funny. Someone made a, a meme out of it that I saw on Instagram with the amount of times the cut was broken That's down. Right. It was like so Dan Rapport and all these guys just like 
and it was, I saw a montage of it and it's like every single person that they had on essentially doing like an interview type thing, they made them like describe what the cut is of it's top 65 and ties after the first two rounds, Friday and Saturday. And that got to be a little bit old and repetitive as a golfer, but I understand how, you know, if you're trying to appeal to people that don't know that sort of stuff that you kind of need to explore, but them like diving into like a par is this, a birdie is this. Yeah. <laughs> it was comical at points, but I get it. Dude, it was insane. Like, going from a, a journalism major, they gathered over 7,000 hours of film. That's just for that's eight 45 minute episodes. That is wild. And I complain about doing like two minute packages <laughs> for class. Amen to that, man. That's insane. Oh, geez. Yeah, I agree, was... though. The Brooks, the Brooks, they made me just not like them even more. The oh thing that God. I couldn't like, stand you about can You can be a douchebag and win, and whatever. There's some tolerance there. But if you're not winning and you're a douchebag still, uh, see, he had, he had, he had a rise where he was like good for, oh, he's the best player in the world for, for a couple years, yeah. like maybe. And just showing and going. And, yeah. and then rock bottom. Nothing. Like he is, he hadn't heard from him since then. Like he went to live and I was like kind of bummed cause I liked, I liked watching Brooks when, you know, as a golfer. And then after that, I'm like, I literally couldn't care less because yeah. it's just, he, he brought nothing. He, he didn't really, I mean. He wasn't making anyone sweat on the PGA Tour. I'll put it like that. One of the things that I that dude hurt me was watching the Figala and um, uh, what, was, what was the other guy's the uh, the rookie. Uh, yeah, oh. oh, the one from Pepperdine, right? Uh, yeah, the rookie from Pepperdine. Yeah, the, the, I'm blanking on his the, name. Um, He's like, man, how can we not remember his name? Munoz uh, or no? No, there's Munoz, but it's not him. I haven't seen this episode yet, so Man. I can't help you. He's the guy that, that, that he's the guy that went into the creek on eighteen. Yeah, he the lost. Point. He didn't. He double bogeyed. It was the his last first one. ever PGA. major. Oh, he's not the Pepperdine guy. I know who you're talking about. It was his first uh, ever major, and yeah. all I mean, all he had to do was bring out the five wood instead of the driver. And as soon as he like, you'll see it on the episode. But as soon as he hits the tee shot, he looks at his caddy and goes, "I effed him. it up on the last hole." It's like Pinera. Oh, it's right there. Yeah. You know, you know that guy. Wow, that's gonna bug the crap out of me. It'll come to me, but yeah. How'd anyone, how'd everyone feel about Phil leaving? Yeah, I don't care. I, I, <laughs> I never liked Phil. Really? Wow. I never liked him. Well, do you know so why the, the I didn't like him? This is why I didn't like him because I grew up like, like my forming ages of golf was like this whole Tiger and Phil thing, right? Mm -hmm. And Phil was this like. I don't need to work out. I'm just fat and like I do my own don't thing. Be. And like Tiger was this, I'm going to work out. I'm going to like push myself. And I never liked Phil. Just he was like lazy. It's like it came off as like, a, I don't well, want to do this thing. That's the beef between Tiger and Phil is yeah. like Tiger. Like I can't remember who it was in an interview with Phil or with somebody, but Tiger never um, like got along with Phil because he, he always made it understood that Phil was naturally better than Tiger, but. Phil was not willing to put in the, the work yeah. that it was needed because he could have been so good. Yeah. And he just so wasn't. Good. And he just wasted that. So good. It was, I mean, that's the definition of, I think, raw talent. And oh, that's, yeah. That's John Daly. Oh, like, man. Like, all the talent in the world, and if he took things maybe more seriously and had more discipline on and or off the golf course, like, I think he could have been someone to rival Tiger and, and had a lot more majors. I mean, he got two. But John Daly, I think, is is the if you were to look up the definition of raw talent in the dictionary, John Daly's picture's there. Yeah, and I'll I'll say this and then we can go to the fist bump feature. But I saw this thing about John Daly, about how he had like like smoked a carton of cigarettes like on a on a recent 
round that he played, smoked like a carton of cigs, had like six Diet Cokes, um, just s- barefoot. Yeah, and 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 they're like zero ounces of water, and like I'm like this dude is going to die within the next five years if you look at him. It's mm-hmm. just like, and it's just it's it's and a he shame. doesn't. He keeps on ticking. <laughs> well, there's a, there's another story about Tiger and John Daly, and John Daly was like every day after the round, I'd go in and just sit at the bar in the clubhouse and just hang out there with some of the guys. And he's like, Tiger would walk back and forth from the, the course to the gym, from the course to the, the rehab spot. And he'd be like, Tiger, come have a drink with us. And Tiger would be like, no, nah, I'm good. And we'd just go back and forth and back and forth. And like John Daly, the entire time, is just sitting there at the bar, just having, having drinks. It's wild. But, I mean, I give the – and it, it comes back to the full swing stuff where there's different mentalities and mindsets to the guys out there and whatever – you think makes you better at the end of the day. Like Joel Damon is the most self-deprecating guy out there, and he just shits on himself the whole Isn't time. Ins- Wait till you know, y'all see that episode. I saw that's it. That's great. Yeah, I saw it. Like it's, if that it's guy had the mindsets of the a great guys life out story there. though. He's yeah. like, dude, he's been through a lot. His mom dying of cancer, him having cancer. Yeah, I mean, I mean, basically, seeing, what I got out of that is if I ever try to qualify for a U.S. Open, I just need to drink a White Claw. There it is. That's right. <laughs> I mean, maybe three or four. Because that's what he did, and then he qualified. So it wasn't a white claw, but when I played and passed my PAT, the player ability test, to become a, a assistant pro, to go into become, to get into the PGA of America, you have to take your PAT and pass it at this course. I had to shoot, depends on the course and how difficult it is, but I had to shoot essentially 78, 78 to get through, or 76, 76 to get through. Wow. And so I knew I had my work cut out for me. I shot 78 the first round, which means, and it's, it's 36 holes in one day. So does, I, it, does it carry? So if you shoot 74, you get to shoot 78. Exactly. Okay. So I shot, if 76, 76 gets me through is your total number, whatever that equals. I'm not great at math. Um, so I shot 78 first round, have a quick bite to eat, and then you go back out and play 18 more holes. Shot 78. So I knew I had to shoot 74 better that second round. And I had like a chicken salad sandwich and a Gatorade, hit a few putts in the practice screen, went back out there and I shot 69 with a double bogey coming down the stretch <laughs> and had the low round of the day. But it's like, it's funny how you have a white claw. You just have a little fuel and you give Snickers yourself a little bar. pep talk and you're not you it hits you're the hungry. right spot. Yeah. And <laughs> a little I mean, fuel. Shout out for you. the first person to ever call white claw fuel, but yeah. hey, whatever works, man. Got well, you and Joel it. Damon. For us, our white claw <laughs> is Apotheos. A little coffee will get you rolling, Shout out boys. All right, fist pump Peacher. Yeah. Starting with this guy, because something pretty big happened for this now father. Yeah. uh, As we carry on with a large amount of golf talk, Arnold Palmer was my role model. I got to spend a little bit of time around him growing up in South Florida and uh, just the ultimate gentleman on and off the course and uh, someone I always looked looked up to my entire life and <clears throat> that was my way of essentially honoring him and his legacy was I wasn't going to name my son <clears throat> Arnie or Arnold or anything like that, but Palmer. So my wife and I had our first son, Arnold or Palmer, geez, I'm just calling him Arnold there. <laughs> Arnold Palmer Jr. Yeah, Palmer James Jacobs came into the world uh, back on the 11th of February. That flows so nice. at night. So we're, we're stoked for that. And uh, he was a few days early, so it was a nice little pleasant surprise. And uh, it was exciting. I'm, I'm a dad now. It's I have great parents. I have a great dad myself, and it's always I've always known that I wanted kids. Um, I'm one of one, so I needed to kind of have a boy at some point to keep the the Jacobs name going. So the fact that I got a boy first and foremost. Asking you shall receive. Exactly. So I can have another boy. I can have another girl. We'll probably have a couple kids, God willing. Uh, But 
I got the first little guy and uh, my life's changed and I'm, I'm truly blessed. I went over there on, uh, on Friday and I mean, especially with your Instagram story, it's just little man on the couch sleeping, dog right below him. And you got golf on the background of the TV. I was like, dude, that's that it. is the dream. That's that it. is gold. Fall asleep on the couch with the baby with the golf on. I mean, dad life is in full swing. And you made some money giving me the putter. Yeah, sold Ryle in a putter that a lot of people have been roasting him for for being way too short. <laughs> I, just, I just said it was a, there was a sale at Toys R Us. That's all I was saying. <laughs> but a nice little Scotty camera in addition to the bag. and Need it. Shave a few strokes off the short game. Need it. I hope so. Fist pump peach for Bobby this last yeah. week. So uh, what's today? Thursday, right? Mr. Birthday Man. Tuesday, I was about to say. Tuesday. Tuesday. Turn 23. Um, God, you're old. I, that's what everyone keeps telling me. That's I'm like, so really? 23 is old? Like, yeah, you're so old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the youngest one in the room. Damn. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, turn 23. Um, so that's pretty cool. Blessed to see 23. Um, just, I mean, living life at 23. Not, not a whole lot going on. Just just doing this. Can you rent a car now? Is that what that is? 23 I think it's 25. 25. 25, yeah. It's your last mile center life. 23, man. you don't really get to do much. It is my Jordan year, so I got to buy a, another pair of Jordans. I already have a couple. Nice. So that'll be, um, you know, with some of the birthday money, probably saving up for another pair of those. Matt, I know, I know you're into sneakers as well. You got to buy an expensive pair because it's your 23. Yeah. A loophole on See, the rental car thing. I remember Akshay Batia, the professional golfer, he who just turned 21 relatively recently, he was trying to get to a golf tournament and he couldn't get a rental car because of yeah. his age. But a loophole, I think he was able to get like a U-Haul. He could like rent a U-Haul. <laughs> so he got like a U-Haul van with like tons of bathrooms. That's insane. Clubs. Like he was able to find a little loophole there. Like you could in, you could rent a vehicle that's three times as yeah. big yeah. as like you need a court. CDL, but yeah. <laughs> that's you could probably fit You could probably fit your rental car in the back of the U-Haul that you're driving. Yeah. Yeah. That's... That's pretty messed up. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. Dude. Anyone ever driven a U-Haul? Yes. Oh, yeah. No. I, I had the opportunity. Well, my sister moved back from Charlotte recently, back to Atlanta. And she's still moving some of, some of her stuff out, out of her apartment. She's like, do you want to drive the U-Haul? And I'm like, uh, what did mom and dad say? And they're like, we don't. Th- they said that they don't trust themselves to drive it. And I was like, then I don't trust myself to drive it either. <laughs> like, if my dad won't drive it, like, yeah. Who ended up driving Nobody should. They're just going to take multiple trips back with my mom's big <laughs> forty four. I was ready to make the joke that that's solution. why you're old now because you're 23 and you've like that's the the benchmark of being old is when you've driven a U-Haul. Like, you've driven a U-Haul. I've driven a U-Haul. Yeah. I'm gonna say you have driven. I got well, it. dude, speaking speaking of mo- I have not speaking <laughs> of moving though, like we were trying to figure out our lease and we're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to drive a U-Haul, but going out to Mississippi, we were trying to figure out our the lease soup. for sip, baby. Uh, trying to figure out i don't know if i told this on here before but we're trying to figure out the lease and so we found a place we really liked and i called and i was like hey you know can we can we get a one bedroom for two people and they're like yeah we don't we don't allow two people to rent one bedroom and i was like and she was like only for certain exceptions and i was like well we're we're gonna be married so it's gotta (laughs) be the exception right and she's like yeah sorry no so what? I was like, are you, you drop a little kidding me? Flex and be like, yeah, have you heard of us? Well, I, I kind hit, of a big deal. Easy. <laughs> I did go through some connections. I won't say who, and we ended up getting it worked out. But I was like, other than a married couple, what what kind of exception are you thinking about? Like, goodness gracious. So we got to work like, out. Like, really, but, though, what would be the other yeah, exception? I don't I, know. I mean, I have no idea what that list would entail. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but we got to figure it out. So I'll probably be driving <laughs> you home. liberal bullshit. You got to be married to a hot dog. What? <laughs> it could be just like, like a kid. It would probably be the most likely two yeah, people. Okay, I didn't even yeah. money yeah. go there. That would probably be the first one, but before the hot dog. All right, fist pump feature for you too. What? Who wants to go first? 
I'll go last. You go. I need to think. Uh, I went to Cancun. Yeah, I mean, that was yeah. easy. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. Mas tequila. Mas. Yeah. I mean, it's all inclusive. Comes back so. Tall, dark, and handsome. So. I mean, hey, do what you can, right? <laughs> I mean, I was just living through so, those stories. Oh, it was, it was incredible. So the seagulls in Cancun are savages. Really? Speaking of hot dogs. Speaking of hot dogs. So my five-year-old... I don't know why he decided. I don't know why he decided to start trying hot dogs in Mexico and not America, but he did. Right, and he eats nothing. Like he's the pickiest eater ever. So he loved hot dogs. He like found out he loves hot dogs. Right, so their hot dogs are massive, and we ripped it in half. So he's eating his hot dog. He turns around to talk to us. This seagull comes out of nowhere, and it swoops <laughs> down, grabs the other half of the hot dog in its mouth, like not its not its claws or anything. And grabs the hot dog and flies over the pool, like this massive pool with all these people in it, and drops it in the pool. And then 30 seagulls just like come to the what? pool and everyone's screaming. Like they're all running out of the pool because the seagulls are attacking them. It was the craziest thing ever. My kid's like, ah, just screaming. I don't like hot dogs anymore. It. I was going to say ruin hot dogs. For I, mean, we're like, like, I don't even know what to do. Yeah. Like I was like not that, expecting this. That one seagull was like, all right, I'll take it for the team boys. Like went in, just got it. And everybody was just like, all right, let's feast. I mean, we were like all sitting there and he just swoops right in. And like he's done this before <laughs> because they know it's an all inclusive. There's just food laying around everywhere. You don't have to buy it. It's like it, Finding so. Nemo. It's like the seagulls and Finding Nemo exactly just going like nuts. That. My first thought was what Caddyshack with the, the yes. baby Ruth lands in the yeah. pool and it looks <laughs> no. like something else. Everybody's like, what? It was I had, crazy. I had an experience like that when, when I was a kid. I was eating uh, like turkey and cheese. Like you just take turkey and cheese on the beach and like roll it up, make a little roll up. Yeah. And just a seagull came out and just snatched it out of my hand. And mm. like it like with its beak too, same, same yeah. thing. And it like cut my finger. It was, I was like bleeding. It they was don't like, care. I was crying. I was like, like five years old or something like that. Cause man, it was, it was a bad experience. They don't, yeah. they don't care. They don't care, man. They gotta eat. Don't play around. I want you to. So, eat. Oh, I completely forgot your fist pump feature was just Cancun. I thought. I yeah, thought no, my fist pump was like not. That, that was, was not the seagull eating the hot dog. Yeah, fist pump was just like you know leaving the country. My phone not working. Fair enough. Sorry, boys. Right. I, I gotta answer a text real quick. I'm also get in trouble. <laughs> always trim the fat here off of the. Yeah. Yeah, so I uh, my fist pump feature of the week, really feature two weeks, right? Because we haven't we haven't filmed in two weeks. I'm gonna go with getting the spring break plan solidified. Mm. Yep. Following in your footsteps and going to the beach, I'm gonna have an absolute blast. A week from a week from today, heading down to uh, Santa Rosa, and it's uh, so. We, we did a yearly trip for like three years with uh, my mom and then like 10 of our friends. And my mom would just cook for us all week. And it, we always, on the last night, we went to this bar called Stinky's. And we started it, I don't know, two years ago. Great bar name. Stinky's. It's awesome. So they have a bar, like a, a restaurant bar area. And then they have like a, a nighttime kind of hangout spot with live music and a bar. And then they have a bait and tackle shop. Or shop. Sorry. What a combo. So, Dude, it's, so I mean, it's a, everything I you want. That. And the house That's we got. That's half the establishments in the Keys, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's just everything you need. They probably got some guns in there, too, or something. Just go and buy it. But One stop shop. Yeah, I mean, everything. So our house is, like, right behind it. And so we're just, every night, there's live music. We're Convenient. just going to go hang out. Oh, it's going to be a blast. I so, love it. Yeah, I'm stoked. That's probably play a little golf with the new Scotty. So, nice. yeah. That'll be sick. I love that. Well, speaking of, uh, you know, obviously we got into a little bit of a Netflix chatter with the, with the full swing. But uh, Outer Banks released today. Rowan, you said you saw the first episode. I haven't seen it yet. 
looking forward to it though. I think I'm gonna watch it probably tonight. See, I, dude, I, I, I think I came into it with too high expectations. Like, like yeah, it's a good what show. What season is this? Three. Right. Yeah, it's a good show, but like, it came out during. We talked about this earlier. It came out during COVID. Everybody was dying for something. Yeah. And so they, everybody just fell into this. I think they're just trying too hard. The first 20 minutes of the episode was just unbelievably cheesy. And so, like, normally I get locked on a show. And, like, I, if we were started filming at 6, I would have finished, like, the show maybe, like, 5.55 and just raced here. But, like, by 5.30, I was like, all right, let's 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 go. Like, I wasn't even. So is that the show that you associate, like, COVID with? That, that and then the Tiger. What was the? That's what I was going to say. Well, I associate COVID with, like, a, if a TV show. It was uh, Tiger King. Yeah, what was it? Oh, I didn't watch Carol Tiger Baskin. King. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Killed no. her. Husband whacked him. Yeah. I would have saw What about Squid game? game? Was Squid Game? Where nah, was that was that? more recent. That was See, like I didn't watch that, though. Year. I didn't watch Squid Game either. I didn't watch uh, Tiger King. All my friends like to tell me, oh, you like to be different because you don't like to watch, like, whatever the popular stuff is. And I'm like, maybe I am. I don't know. I don't Just like go wa- against the grain, man. Yeah. I, did, I didn't like, like I didn't watch Tiger King because everybody else was watching. I don't know. <sighs> See, what was, that, what, was that one, what was that one thing? Sorry to kind of pivot here. What was the one thing that y'all like got hooked on during COVID? Like that you just found out you loved doing? Like, Drive to Survive, 100%. So that was I'm like an upset. I'm obsessed with Formula You've One. You've talked about it like five like, times now tonight. I love it. The first race is next weekend. I'm super pumped about it. I just bought uh, F1, like the package where I can do this. is sick. Okay. For like <laughs> He's 70, all in, dude. For like 70 bucks a year. It's a great deal. You can watch. Every driver, like the camera angle from their cockpit, you could switch whenever you want really? and listen that's to the radio right. with their team, like unedited, whenever you want. That's a bold While movie. you're watching it on TV. Pretty, yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. That's a great right? idea. I mean, it's a it's a phenomenal sport because there's so much money in it. Really? And they've managed to find the most egotistical human beings on the planet <laughs> and put them into one sport. It's just, it's great. I think I know one F1 driver, and it is is it Hamilton? Lewis Hamilton. Lewis, Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton. I don't know a single for one. Mercedes. I so That's I just I started getting in drive. So I'm in like season two or three. Carlos Ortiz and I love it. Max Verstappen's my guy. Oh, Verstappen. I know. Verst- yeah, because like, I started liking from the show, He's with Red and then Bull, he won was the World Championships. So I'm like, now I'm hooked. This guy. I mean, I, I went guy. to the Miami race last year. It was incredible. Really? Was really? Was that the Hard Rock? Jeez. That's right. That's the right. only F1 guy that I know that like was a super fan. Was two years ago. It was Trey McKitty, who's plays for the Chargers now. But Trey McKitty was a Formula One fan. Huge, really, like, dude digs it. Like has a whole wow. setup in his house for <laughs> racing games. Like insane. Like go to, goes to races awesome. out there all. The time. Oh, he loves it. That's sweet. That's pretty cool. I yeah. would like to go to one of those over there. Love. The it. only I just other feel thing like you would see anything. It would just zoom by you. You're like, oh, okay, cool. That's the next. Yeah. Here what, you go. Formula One. Oh, yeah. When you're there. Oh, that's that's the last. That's the last car till the next lap. Okay, now no, wait. So, so what's cool about it is they have these giant screens that are in front of you. So you can kind of see where everything is on the track. Mm. And they're so spaced out that you're constantly seeing stuff. Okay. It's not like NASCAR where they're all bunched, bunched together. together. Yeah. And it's just like, vroom, and then they're all gone. I mean, there's like <laughs> always action. It's pretty cool. Like the first thing that I noticed from being there that you don't get on TV is when they come down like a backstretch, it sounds like a fighter jet. It's like... Cause they're going sick. so fast yeah. and they have to stop so fast. It's like, it's for the first time I heard it. I was like, what the hell is that? And like, that's the car. I'm like, Oh my God. And when you're like Dude. in front of it, you don't hear it until like you're behind it. Like, I went to uh sorry to interrupt you. No, you're good. I, uh, it's not formula one, but I did go to Talladega. Wow. Four, four years ago now. Golly, I'm getting old. Did you like, do the RV and everything? Yeah, talk about like, No. Well, so here, this talk about a weekend. It was unbelievable. It was me, Charlie Warner, 
uh, one of our guy friends that owns a farm out here, and then uh, was it Eli Wolf? I think maybe I can't remember who the fourth was, but it was uh, it was a Friday night here, and Friday or Saturday, and they had Twilight, and so Twilight was going on. We were out here probably till like two a.m. just watching the race, and then we were like, we talked about Talladega. We were like, eh. And it was the next day. Yes, it was Saturday night, and Talladega was on a Sunday. And it was like Saturday at like 2.30, and we were like, we're doing it. So we went to Charlie's house right down right down here, slept for like three hours, I got up, dude, whole, hauled out to Talladega, got there by like 8 a.m. their time, just too cool, it was full of beer. And like everybody out there was just like family. Like you got there, and everybody's like, hey, man, good to see you. Like, I don't know you, but good to see you too. I feel like that's outside awesome. of like the diehard fans, like that's half the people in attendance at Talladega is just like, Talladega's tomorrow, like, Let's do it. Dude, just like I feel like I've heard so many of those stories where we pulled just, up at eight AM. We're like, oh, we're here early. The like for miles, there were just cars parked on grass, on grass, on grass, on grass, on grass, just tailgating. It was unbelievable. And you can bring your own drinks into the uh, awesome. into the stadium. That's cool. And so we got to sit um, like around right the left side of the stands, whatever. And you look to your right, and I mean, it's like a mile and a half of just stands and people like. 50 rows up. It was yeah. electric. I fell asleep for half the race. It was a long day. <laughs> was about to pace yourself. Yeah, yeah, but. So talking about like last minute decisions. So, you know, I didn't go to school here. I went to West Virginia and we're in fraternity. And like, I'll never forget this night. Like we're all sitting around and my buddy who he, uh, he's a pothead. I mean, no other way to say it. Right. <laughs> and he's just like, Man, have you guys ever wanted to like go see Phil? And I'm like, Phil who? He goes, the, you know, Punxsutawney Phil. And I'm like, <laughs> no, no way. I've had no desire to go see a groundhog. <laughs> oh, wow. A groundhog. Yeah. Right? Wow. Groundhog day. It's like two and a half hours from where we went to school. Right? <laughs> oh, man. And I'm like, no. So next morning, wake up, go down to breakfast. And we're like, where the hell's it on? I'm like, where is he, man? No way. He left. No he way. He was there with the groundhog when the sun came up and by himself. And like, he just came back. He goes, man, that was awful. He's like, that was not what I, I expected. Thought be, I thought he was going to come back and be like, yo, he's like that. Trick. He's like, that place, there's nothing there, man. We're like, we could have told you that. Five like, hours back, back and forth. Like, what are you doing? Puxatani, Phil. Wow, that's insane. Like, at least your last minute decision was cool. Yeah. His was an awful trip. I'm yeah. like, this Golly, is Okay, dude. so question, because I had friends ask me this a couple weeks ago. Do you think that there are more groundhogs or more beavers in the United States? Oh, that's, wow, that is way above my pay grade. My brain can't even, I don't know. Beavers. Weren't beavers, beavers like endangered at some point? No. Do you know the answer to this? I do know the answer. Oh, you do. Uh, I know the answer. How how the hell do you know the? How the hell does anyone know the answer? <laughs> well, okay. So here's because the thing. I've was... seen a groundhog, or I've seen a beaver. I've never seen a groundhog. So I'm gonna go That's beaver. Super. I'm, gonna, I'm go, gonna go beaver too. I'm gonna go groundhog just because I have a feeling. It is groundhogs. Really? It is like ten times like the amount of growl, groundhogs that there are beavers. So well, they how? just have like a club going down like right. underneath the ground. Like, <laughs> how do we know this? <laughs> Like, how does anybody know this? I don't know. I'm looking up. I'm looking up, but I'm telling you. I mean, I think that's I think that's bullshit. We need like I've, a permanent fact checker behind the camera. So you know how they always say the world is whatever percent water, and it's like yeah, seventy. So based on that rationale, there's more like rivers and creeks and streams and all that stuff. So that's why I would say beavers to build yeah, beaver I think dams. A large amount of that, large percentage of that water is gonna be salt water. Well, I get that. I get that. But I mean, you look around. I mean, there's streams and creeks everywhere. I mean, here's here's another. I mean, I've never no, seen a groundhog. Me neither. And here's another one of those questions. It's like, but you're you're from the north. I've never seen a groundhog there either. <laughs> I haven't even seen Punxsutawney Phil. 
You missed out. Yeah, you were going to say. say had the trip of a lifetime. You didn't go. I didn't. Yeah, I missed out on that. Yeah, what happened to him seeing a shadow and being like, what was it, six more weeks of winter or whatever, and it's 79 degrees today? Yeah, it was, yeah. That's, that's like, just, I mean, that's why his name is Puck's Tony, not yeah. Confucius. I mean, what in the world? I mean, that, well, that yeah, begs the but, question, too. Like, but in Pennsylvania, it's snowing. So I guess for him, it is still winter. It was snowing in Vegas like the other day. I saw a call. There's a blizzard guys. warning in LA today. How? What? Uh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that last night. I feel a like blizzard warning. I mean, I'm wearing flops and shorts weather. Granted, this is all I got left in my closet for right now. Our dryer's broken. Oof. And of course, I've I didn't seen. figure it out until I already had half my stuff in the wash, so it's just sitting there. That's awful. It's just, I have to rewash it. Yeah, probably twice. Yeah, it's awful. I, I put in a request on Tuesday, and the guy came Wednesday. He was like, all right, I fixed it. I started it again. I was like, no, you didn't. He was like, all right, I'll be back out like Friday afternoon. I was like, Friday? Are you kidding me? So, yeah, I'm just. I, you I should take it outside, like, you know, put it on a line like grandmas used to do. And- I mean, get, could the, do that. get the breeze. Get the, the breeze line. to air it out a little bit. It's not a bad idea. I'm not sure where you're going to get a clothesline, but you figure it out. Okay. Uh, we'll my fact back checking has failed about the ground, the ground out statistics. So there are more beavers. So, I, no, I, I don't know. Like, it, oh. I, I looked it up. Fake and it news. just said the difference Man, is. He, that, <laughs> he saw us on Twitter like a year ago. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, this is. I Dude, mean, listen, I can't trust you anymore. Yes. <laughs> I was getting you fed information from my friend. So I'll. I'll Dr. Bright would absolutely tear you alive right now for false yeah, information. Yeah, I, I didn't fact check. You get a zero. Excuse me. Yeah, that one's on me. Jeez. What yeah. a class. Anyways, that's besides What are we talking class. about What's before What's the that? next? I don't know. We started on Outer how about, Banks. How about, but... how about Aaron Rodgers? Let's just skip to that. Yeah. Coming out of, like, talking about Groundhog. So I don't know. Dude, I have not been a part of Weird any things. Of this. Groundhogs and Aaron Rodgers. Coming in a cave. Staying in a cave. That's a good segue. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to fill that. We'll put this cave up on the screen so we can see. I saw it. So I saw it today. I saw it. A picture of this place that he went. It's in Oregon. And I guess you can rent these. They call them cabins. They're like built into a hillside. It looks like a cave. Okay. It looks like, you know what it looks like? is like Lord of the Rings where the hobbits lived. Yeah. Kind of like that with no windows. Okay. So you go <laughs> in this sanitary? place. And it is, yeah, it looked nice inside actually. So there's no light. There's no sound. There's somehow Wi-Fi. But there's what? no, yeah. There's no light and no sound and no cell service. Okay. And is this looking little place? No, that is definitely not it. Let me look it up. No. Yeah, you, you can look it up. Aaron Rodgers dark. No, nope, that's street. that's not the one. So he's a character, man. Yes, that's it. That that's the entrance. Hmm. But you go like into the ground. Interesting. And he was in there for how long? I mean, it was a while. It was like yeah. over a week. Yeah, it had to be over a week because he was on Pat McAfee like two weeks ago. Yeah. Over week, and I guess the Packers were getting pissed. Like they're kind of like, hey, well, they're we showing know. these are like the inside pictures of it allegedly. Yeah, that's it. That's the inside. And, the, and it was saying that's he had what? Inside. I mean, he had like a, a meditation mat. Yeah, it looks kind of mattress. Cool. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I couldn't do however long he was in there for. I couldn't probably. do it for more than like a day. Yeah, I was trying I mean, to say because the no sound thing, I think, would creep me out more than anything. No, is I, he doing? Like, is he doing it for you attention? Go, you go psychotic if you don't have attention. sound. Is he gay? Have we, have we figured that out yet? I mean, do we know? I didn't know that was a rumor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a big... I mean, for like five years ago, that was huge. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was well, a whole rumor. Didn't that he, he date, dated? Yeah. Who did he date? Like Olivia Munn or something like he that, He dated right? Danica Patrick for a while. Oh, he oh, did. Yeah, that's true. That's right. Is I forgot about her. No. But apparently, that no. was a huge thing between his family and him, like why they wouldn't talk to him at all. Yeah, he still doesn't talk to the brother who does all the commentating. Interesting. Which is very strange. Which he was on a bachelorette and is now married to uh, JoJo. Well, now JoJo Rogers. But 
Uh, I don't know. But so, I mean. She's the reason I like, started watching that show. So this guy has to go into a dark hole with no sound to decide whether he wants $60 million or not. Like to continue playing for the After making $200 million already. Like what does he years. think? Like what is his, I don't know what his decision is down to. Is it like, I don't want to get hit anymore and like, I don't want any more concussions or is it just like, I don't want to do this anymore? Well, is it not? Or I want to play for a different team. I was about to say, I think it's, I think it's that he wants to play for a different team. Like if, I think he's mulling over potentially going to the Raiders, like, you know, reuniting with Devonta Adams. Like <laughs> Devonta Adams, they were like, what's your selling point? He's like, I'm here. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, all right. That's <laughs> pretty good. That's I mean, the, they did well in Green Bay together. Why? I mean, and now they've moved on from Derek Carr. So hey, here's, here's, you want to go ahead? Or? I'm, I have one input on this whole thing because I don't know, obviously, a ton about Aaron Rodgers, a little bit about the NFL as a very mild fan. Like, I do like his stance on the whole COVID thing. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, like, I, that being said, I want to like the guy. But outside of that, I think that he is turned into a bit of an attention seeker. Drama queen. Diva. Although, I mean, yeah, we don't know him, so we can't. I mean, I don't yeah. know if he's a good or bad guy, but just interesting. I Speaking of retiring and thinking about things, did you guys see that somebody went to the spot that Tom Brady did his retirement video at? And they sand. The sand. Jarred, jarred the sand, and it sold for over like sixty thousand dollars. It's insane. insane. That's insane. Who buys that? But here's the thing: is I mean, that's on that? that was on eBay, and like I've sold stuff on eBay before, and like you see these things go viral on eBay and stuff like that. Like people can bid on it. And then not actually pay for it, so you don't know if it actually like sold, sold for sixty thousand. Really? I thought if you bid and you're the highest bidder Dude, when it closes, sketchy. like you have to pay for that's it. That's sketchy. Yeah, that's Is that not how it works? If, you can yeah. just be like, no, nah, I'm if just you joking. make if you just make a like an eBay account, like you yeah. just make an eBay account, and you, I'm sure you could link some like, hmm. I, I don't know. That's pretty. Sketchy. That's gonna be like illegal, right? Like that, yeah. Like I'm sure I'm. It probably takes a, a hit to your credit. Is probably what happens. <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> Like there's yeah, probably, probably some some punishment for that. Uh, to stay on the NFL for a second, my dream is to do what Cliff Kingsbury did: get <laughs> fired and buy a Dude. one-way ticket to like Indonesia or wherever he went. Thailand. Now he's interviewing for the OC job with the Texans. Why? Wait, really? Just stay in yeah. Thailand, man. Just <laughs> well, bro. I mean, well, what's in Th- like? Okay, I say what's in Thailand. Like, I bet Thailand's dope. I've never been to Thailand. I mean, he I would has like millions to to of dollars. I have no desire. Be just, done. just. Just chill God. for at least a year. Okay, you want to pay me fifteen million to not coach here anymore? Perfect. Be I mean, a stunt double cool. for Ryan Gosling, whoever he looks a lot. No like. kidding. That's that my dream true. job is to be a fired coach. I mean, did you see his? Oh, God. I mean, you saw his house whenever um, yeah. on draft day. The the what what they call it the um, geez, war room. War room. Yeah, the, they yeah. call the war room. And he's just sitting there with his feet up, just like with the pool in the background, the fireplace yeah. going, the mountains. Yeah. Like, I mean, and he's like yeah. designer shoes and designer pants and all that yeah. stuff. And he's on. got like one monitor there, one monitor there, and he's just like sitting here. Like, does he even do anything? Next on the topics, Mr. Mississippi State himself is going to have a nice. Uh, you need to make friends with this. Mississippi State pitcher coming up. Ambidextrous. Ambidextrous. I was about to say we need to get we need to get you. Facing off against him in the box, no, batter's box. Yeah, no. yeah. I, had, I, had, I think I had, it has to happen. I got <laughs> listen. I got a call from the Indiana coach when I was in the portal. He was like, "Hey, you want to come here and play both way, like play both sports?" And I was like, "Listen, buddy, that ship has sailed." Yeah. <laughs> I look at three pitches and be like, "See ya." What's the? We talked a little bit about today. What are the MLB or just baseball rules 
and can he like start an inning yeah. pitching right-handed and then in between batters so he or? can do it however he wants except for once the at-bat starts he cannot switch so once he throws the first pitch righty for that at-bat he has to stay righty Gotcha. Because, I mean, you think about if he was going to go righty and then lefty. and then I mean, Well, they had – exactly. So, they so had – there was a scenario where there was an ambidextrous pitcher where he would just – there and there was a switch hitter. So, they would just switch the glove and they went on this, like, just face-off where they would just – he would, he would yeah. switch his, like, glove to the other hand and say that he was going to throw righty. And then the batter would say that he would, you know, was going to swing lefty. And then, you know, just went around and around and around. And they eventually were just like – we got to make a rule for this now. Because, Mexican standoff. Yeah. I would just take my glove off and put both hands behind my back and just like <laughs> lean down. Just come, take arm, man. Yeah. just come for me. Guess which one? Yeah. Yeah, but That's apparently funny. he got his first start. Or he's getting his first start tomorrow night. Nice. He threw in his first outing last week and he threw four innings with like seven strikeouts, no hits. Yeah, so he throws 90, 95 from the five right. right, 91 left. 91 left. 97 and 92 is what it was clocked last That's time. His name is Gerangelo. Sinjante, Sinjinte, something along the lines. Of, I'm sorry if I butchered your last name. If you're listening, where is um, he from? I where did no he come idea. from? I don't know. I don't High know school. Either. What a stud, though. No, I mean I, I didn't know if I, I'm not like severely it's invested incredible. in college baseball, so I don't know like where he came from exactly. But um, I'm excited. I for, love for dad baseball. life taking my son to the baseball park. I love it. Until you a play beers and watching some baseball this spring. Yeah, the Foley. Be, we, we need to that's, get the we need to get the Braves game. Uh, with Truist, that'd be, I mean, that'd be gold. We were talking oh, about yeah. that at the Hawks game. That'd yeah. be awesome. Um, Just go yeah, Truist has a box to the, to, to the Truist Park. To, I mean, <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they'd be a bad deal if they didn't. <laughs> well, we were having tailgates at all the Georgia games, too. You got to come. Where? It's up at the greenhouse. greenhouse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll do an episode up there. Hey, you don't. You don't let us advertise inside the stadium. Oh yeah. Okay. Big old CCC okay. Flag. We'll just put a flag up there, and you can Hang see it from inside the stadium. Right field. Heck yeah. Yeah. Every year they try to do something to dismantle that. I know. Whether it's plant new trees or something, and every year it just it just gets bigger and bigger. Nature it's, finds a way, it, dude. Nature versus it nurture. Finds, I mean, it finds a way. That's a blast going up there and watching games and having. I haven't a few been drinks. yet. I'm oh, I've man. heard nothing but good things. Yeah, I'll never forget. We were up there my freshman year. It was like me, a couple of the young guys, and then Charlie and Jake and a couple of guys, and they had beers in their hands. And the camera found their way up to the right field and zoomed in oh, on him. And he was, and he was, Jake was just drinking beer, and I think it was Jake's mom texting him. He was like, put that beer down right now. And it was, it was awesome. It's a blast, though. That's yeah. awesome. Shout out to the, uh, the guys over there that are going to be hosting us this season. We are much appreciative yes. to, uh, to have Shout that. Shout out to the Greenhouse. Shout out. I tagged them in our in our newsletter that I sent out two days ago. I I did a brief little snippet about where we're going to be doing the tailgates there and tagged their uh, their Instagram handle because they do some Instagram action. So yeah. give them a follow at the greenhouse. If any of y'all want to come hang out with some players, fun people, watch some baseball and have a few drinks, go up to Classic City tailgate yeah. up at. I think it's but we're still working on the schedule tentatively, but it looks like most of the home baseball games on like Saturdays especially starting March 11th ish is the date yeah maybe a out. few midweek games yeah. you know here and there just yeah, so like an hour or two before yeah. the game yeah. sit up there Tuesday meet some nighter. football players some basketball players and then as the game starts maybe we'll wander our way into the stadium and don't sleep Ooh. on the Friday night games Friday night those are usually yeah. the the Friday Fridays. Friday dudes yeah those are yeah, the guys those are the those are the the dudes 
They pitch on Fridays. So. Yeah, especially once we get into SEC play. Oh, That'll my go. gosh. I'm Shout so excited for SEC play. Our, uh, one of our guests, Jaden. Jaden Woods. Jaden Woods. Yeah. Projected first-round draft pick. Hopefully has, has a good year this year. Up to like 96 this so far. So Shout-out to my boy Bryce for coming up, stepping up the other week and uh, doing the Alumni Hall event. Yep. Bryce. Coming Bryce in clutch. Bryce is a great dude. Yeah, really, really genuine guy. Great, great kid. You want to hit some of the questions? Yeah, we got a few questions that you had sent to us. Fan questions, yeah, right? Um, I can't even. My eyes are. I Pull can't it up read in that. Phone. What's the? Like, yeah, just, we'll just go right here. It's more genuine that way. You can. We did a little poll on Instagram. Let's see what we Maybe got. Maybe we got some more questions since you added the poll. Well, your poll about whether you should cut your hair or not. That poll. <laughs> yeah, let's check on the, the results of that. Yeah. Should I keep the? Did flow? everybody vote here? Yeah. I did not. I uh, I voted. I voted keep the flow. Yep. Keep the flow. I Keep told him because he asked us on our on our weekly meeting, and I was like, "Listen, like, because I was like, you know, did Alexa tell you to? Did she tell you to cut it, or what's what's making you think about cutting it?" Well, and he's like, "Just because I kind of feel like I want to." And I was like, "Listen, you you do you, man." I'm gonna have to anyways in about a month, just out of respect for the lady well and my mama. Grow, then. Yeah, but without a hat, it just it's not great. <laughs> I can't. It just grows up and it just gets curly, so it doesn't look great. The results were uh, 107 keep the flow votes versus 30 chop it. Let's see if on the chop it, the fiance voted for chopping it. Of course. Mm. But like I said earlier, mm. that count, that vote counts keep for it now, a lot more than one. It does. Yeah. And it for her. one of the guys DM'd me and was like, is chopping it ever an option? And, and I was like, I mean, you're right. It, it just can't be. Touche. Mm. All right, here we go. First question from Bill underscore Blevitz. Out of all the recruits you guys have hosted, who is your favorite and why? Great question. Um, mm, that I can share on here. We're not allowed to be in the room when we're talking about recruits. Oh, yeah. It's a violation. <laughs> Players a that joke. I have hung out with prior to them being here <laughs> or early on in their career. Let's say I'll go with um, – shoot, man – Probably my, my roommate and best friend, Brett Scyther, just because it just – I had just gotten dog. here. Dog. Sure, dog. And he just – he honestly hosted me more than I hosted him because I was brand new, and he was like, shoot, let's just go do some stuff. So we did some stuff together. One of my favorites that was, was Lad. I hosted Lad McConkie. Yeah. And he was a, he was a good time. He's a, he's a funny dude, so that was – He's a good kid. Too. Yeah. Um, Who was your – I mean, you might not have one, but who was your favorite recruit that you hosted that didn't come here? Ooh. Like, was there a guy that you hosted who was like, oh, this guy's awesome, and he ended up going somewhere else? Yeah. Um, Stetson took credit for hosting Caleb Williams, but it wasn't, it wasn't Stetson. It was, it was me and uh, some of my roommates that hung out with him, played Madden a lot uh, that weekend, and Caleb was a really cool dude. Was he? Yeah, he's a great, he's a That's great awesome. dude. Yeah. That's cool to hear. He's a really cool guy. And he gets a lot of hate for the stuff that he puts on his fingernails and stuff. And he's, <laughs> people say he's like a douchebag. He he was a really really cool kid. Nice. Um, Did you see the thing about him saying he would, if he could get drafted anywhere, he'd want to go play for the Dolphins, in Miami. Really? Yeah, he came out and said that. I saw ESPN post it like well, today. He's a beast, man. That? He's a gamer. What was his rationale for that? Dude? Um, because he gets to throw to like Terry Kill, Mike Gusecki, uh, Jalen Waddle. He's like, I don't know, it seems fun. Yeah, in Miami, he's a stud. And he said he said their defense isn't half bad. And I was like, I mean, yeah, and it's Miami. Yeah, you're from LA to Miami. Gotta love it. All right, second question from Elko underscore Dog. Can you talk about how Coach Smart is on the field versus off the field? Any good stories? 
<laughs> oh, yeah, I you probably get better stories than I do. No, yeah. Questions for you. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I would say it's honestly changed a lot the last three years. Like, I think a credit to our success the last two years is how much more personable and relational he's become off the field. And I think having Mushamp and Bumbo was a huge part for him to help him kind of relax and trust those guys that they were going to handle certain things with certain guys. And so, I mean, yeah, he still gets fired up, but he's a coach. That's what he's supposed to do. So I would say um, his biggest difference on and off the field is he's he's very good at learning how to flip the switch on and off. Like you're on the field, you're off the field, Yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I would speaking say of, he's grown a ton of that. Speaking of Bobo, unless you had something to say. Huh? No, I mean, just to like on the field – especially in practice, like, you know, everybody's like, oh, he's so fiery on the microphone and all that stuff. But you always see him go over to the player and like mm -hmm. have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Yep. And it's always, there's like a purpose behind everything. Because there, I mean, I've worked with a lot of coaches and there's so many coaches who they just yell and that's it. And there's no teaching involved. It's like everything he does has a purpose behind it. And that's what makes him great. But I think like a lot of that's lost sometimes. I agree. Like, they just think he's yelling all the time. But that's and, not it. And with him being a player, especially playing here, yeah. he gets it so much more than other people. So, like you said, instead of just sitting there and yelling at someone, like he'll sit there and yell at you because, it's, I mean, it's what you need to do as a coach. But then he'll walk over there and then he'll do, like, he'll show you what to do. Yeah, you see, he'll be involved yeah, you see in his drills. hands moving and stuff. And, then like, and you can see the player getting it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the cool part about it. That's, that's definitely something, like, I honestly, out of as much as, you know, as, as hard as it is getting yelled at, he's probably. Honestly, the guy I respect most, other than my dad, probably respect him the most out of anybody just because of how much he cares and how good he is at his job. Yeah. And how relentless he is Dude, never, with everything. Never ending. I mean, I've never met a guy with a motor like that. Yeah, I mean, he's always on. For it. Whether it's 6 a.m., 10 p.m., I mean, he's on. Whether it's the day the of the natty or two days after when you're getting started again. Like, dude, he is that's – yeah. that's, I mean, that's why – they want, we won back to back. And it makes everybody around him, you have to elevate to that level. I mean, you can't, like everybody can't, but like you want to because you see that and you're like, I mean, I don't want to let him down yeah, exactly. type of thing. So it's, it's incredible to see. He it creates really a, it's a great point of letting him down. Like he creates such a good feel on the team and, and a, a respectable amount of love and respect that like when you do mess up, you feel like you let him down and you don't want to do it again. And so, like, that's, I mean, that's how much the guys care about him, I think. Yeah, you mentioned also, you know, Bobo is back at UGA. Yeah, I, and there was some debate about people liking that pick or that hire or not. And I said it last night on a podcast with Noshon and TK. I was like, anybody that doubts his football knowledge and ability has no clue what they're talking about in football. Yeah. Like, dude, he sure. is, the amount of football that I learned from him in the six months that I spent with him, more than I've ever learned in my entire life. Wow, really? Like, dude, Bobo is the man. Yeah. The man. So, I think it was, I mean, great hire, yeah. yeah. Sad to see Todd Munkin go, but we're eager to have Bobo. Yeah. How do we think Munkin will fare in the NFL? Very good. Yeah. I, think, I think he'll do well. I think him coming back to college, because he's definitely a pro guy, in my opinion. Um, and now that he's kind of conquered back-to-back -back national championships yeah. here – like he's, I think he, you know, taking some time off from the league and going back. I think he's gonna kill it. He's very, he's very good at fitting an offense. He doesn't have a system. I mean, he does, but he fits the system around the players. And everybody says they do that, but like, do they really? And so, like, I think it'll, it'll be really cool you to see. You can do that to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah, and he's gonna be really. I mean, 
Yeah, and I think really cool. you know the last couple of years here, he perfected that because he perfected had it. all these different pieces that he had to work with, and he he mastered it. So like taking that to the NFL, I mean, I think he's gonna do awesome. I, I, I keep really do. I keep making jokes that you know if Lamar decides to you know leave Baltimore, you know Baltimore's gonna draft Stetson, and Stetson will yeah. sit under <laughs> Munkin again, and then he's you never know. He's by awesome. far the greatest offensive schematically mind and play calling that I've ever been around in my entire life. But the, the way that he finds ways to create mismatches and miscommunication is just unbelievable. Yeah, that's so. awesome. And, you know, like, not just to Munkin, but kind of the profession in general, I think you're going to see a lot more of that. Like, a lot more of coaches, if they're given the opportunity or they earn the opportunity to go to the league, they're going to go. Agreed. Because I don't know if fans truly appreciate – the grind that these guys have and it's exponentially more now with the portal and nil like honestly if you don't like recruit if you don't love recruiting it's tough to stay in college for your entire career yeah if you if you're given the opportunity to go to the league i mean it just really is you're going to see a lot of coaches make the jump i I think you're seeing that with georgia guys like the rumors are Coach Schumann going to the Eagles. John Lilly's going to the Panthers, I believe, as their tight ends coach. Really? Um, where's Thomas Brown going as OC? I don't know. He's going with Thomas, wherever he's going. I can't remember if it was Panthers or it might have been Panthers. But I totally agree. Like the, I mean, the league, I mean, you, you, you might not have it off, but it's going to be up to a lesser degree from January or February till yeah. mini camp. I mean, and then, you know, donors have always been an aspect of, you know, kind of the job. It's really just only been the head coach. But now every coach has to do donor functions, have to do these things because those are the people who are giving the money. Mm-hmm. And like you have to make a good impression. So that's another aspect of the job. So you have the football, which is all year round. Then you have the recruiting, which is all year round. And then in your free time, you go to functions yep. and you meet with donors and you do all that. It's I mean, those coaches see us more than they see their families. Yeah, they do. It's insane. They do. They do. It's not in the, I mean, Yes, they get paid a lot, but the paycheck's not everything because, man, they grind. They sacrifice a lot. Yeah. Not to the league, but you mentioned uh, Coach Luke maybe. I saw that today. Coach Luke might be going to Notre Dame. Really? O-line coach. Yeah. Wow. That's going to be a a good – He sat over here on this couch and was like, retirement is good. And And now – He's playing over at ACC every day. My wife sees him all the time. And it's like – it's got to be a heck of an offer to get him to go up to – Notre Talking Dame. about how he's sitting there watching, you know, on three different TVs on his Saturday setup. Yep. Man, that must be some. That's what I'm saying. If it's true. I mean, it's addicting, though, like to be yeah. in that grind yeah. for that long, too. Like, yeah, you can see the here burnout's got to be unreal, is. though. It is. Yeah. But it's like, you know. All right. Speaking of coaches, next question from John Ramos, 508. Who's the funniest coach on the staff? It's by far. Um, What's the DB coach's name? I can't. I'm blanking. Fred. Uh, Who, now? Yeah, the DB coach for us at Georgia. Uh oh. Oh my gosh, Fred. Uh, Fran. Uh, Fran Brown. Uh, Fran is awesome. The funniest dude. So Fran, every year we get new players, new coaches. They got to introduce themselves to the team, and then we do school sessions, and we and we you know get to know each other better. And Fran. I mean, dude, every time that guy gets up in front of the team. I am crying laughing, crying laughing. He is gold. 
Only just we could have gold. him on the podcast. That'd be nice. Dude, he'd be a heck of a, a heck of a guest. Um, interesting. Okay, hold like on. Like in a different way, I think Kirby's hilarious. Because like, way, but. yeah, because like when he goes on rants and stuff, like I find them so funny. Yeah, well, I mean when they're not directed at you, of course. Obviously. Oh yeah, absolutely. But they're just like because he gets oh, so man, into you're it. Sitting, you're just sitting there, and it's, it's like, like you just don't know what's gonna come. You're like you don't know what like what words he's gonna connect together, oh, yeah. and it's just like I don't know. The anticipation what's is hilarious to me. I will not do that. <laughs> but uh, but it's it's good. I I love it. Next question from the Russell Clark. Who is you and Tate's best players on FIFA? Well, since Tate's not here right now and he's slacking uh, and my team's not very good, we'll skip that question. Thanks, though, the Russell Clark. All right, last question uh, from Carver's Window Tinting. When are you going to have a Carver's Window Tinting sponsor? Oh. Oh, Wow. Well, you get all well, of our cars looking up. like that tinted right there. Carver's win- window tinting. Let us know. Hit us up. Yeah. Heck yeah. I'm talking to the two Insta. guys right here. Matt we'll and walk Patrick, into the CCC. office. Yeah. Let me reply to them. We'll talk to them tomorrow. Let's do it. Let's get a deal. Get a little ad read. So I say, right when you get your truck back, you need you need your speaking of man windows tinted. The the yes I do. Your sister's been driving. Man, <laughs> Ford. I'm a Ford guy. I love Fords. Probably always will be. The back order on parts right now is unbelievable. Unbelievable. You saw I was out of a car from October to January. Yeah, that was absurd. Transmission. That was pretty terrible. What what happened with your transmission? It was the torque converter clutch, which is like a little piece. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when you're like driving at a fairly high speed, not like super fast or anything, like it wouldn't shift into like a higher gear if you got to like step on it. Yeah. Would you feel it grind? Would it like grind? I didn't really feel anything, but it was going off. It was having the wrench light come on, the check engine light come on. Hmm. And then I got super like paranoid that like I'm hearing rattling. I'm feeling this. And it's like, I don't know if that stuff was actually going on or not. And I also needed new tires, which some of it was that 100%. So it was hard to tell what exactly was due to that. But I, it finally took forever to get that part diagnosed. Got it diagnosed. When I say it took forever, it took like two months to get it mm. diagnosed. Finally got it in there. Like, it's going to be two weeks for us to look at it. Finally did that. And then it's like, yeah, this part, it's really back ordered. So we're going to have to just replace your whole transmission. Luckily, it was still under the warranty and everything, the powertrain warranty. Oh, that's nice. So it didn't cost me anything. But we'll look up a YouTube video. We'll fix it. We'll yeah. Fix it yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, if you were paying for it, it wasn't under warranty. You'd probably have it fixed in like oh, a week. Yeah. yeah, you knew that. Yeah, just pay us right now. You're good. Yeah, so. and you got it. Oh, oh it's on warranty. Expedite. Uh, yeah. No, oh, it's man. on back order. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, funny how that works out. Yeah, weird. Yeah. So Addy's Addy's driving. The- you were yeah. We we're starting to say you're 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 a Ford guy. Yeah. Finally, the part will be in, and it'll be done next Wednesday. But I haven't had the truck for about a month ish, and uh, it's Sheesh. it's eating me. I'm in a 2006 Camry, and it's just. I'm doing squat reps, getting in and out of that thing, man. It's crushing me. <laughs> it's crushing. All oh, the gas money. It cost me forty-seven bucks to fill the tank up. Half of my Ford. I was about to say forty-seven dollars. Probably saving a whole lot on gas. That's a yeah, hundred bucks. Hundred bucks for me. Yeah, it was a record. I filled it this morning, forty-seven bucks. I was like, man, that's nice. Yeah. Instead of one. I mean, I'm sure the tank is like. Well, half yeah, I go six hundred miles. Yeah. Too. So. Yeah. I had a '99 Toyota Camry that I put my dad and I, mostly him, but we had three hundred fifty thousand miles on it. Mm. But back in the day when I was whipping that thing in high school, like I could fill it up for like $33. Bro, Toyotas are so good, man. I grew up like Toyota. We all had Toyotas. I had a 2003 
or 2005, somewhere around there, uh, Forerunner. And it's probably got 310 on it right now. And it's got a V8 engine, and that thing can go. Yep. Forerunners are awesome. Yeah. The whole like back window rolling down is like, one of the coolest things. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's I used to mow lawns. Tacomas do that too. And yeah. I used to I used to mow yeah, lawns sure. for uh, like a job in high school. Yeah. And I'd roll the window down, put the lawnmower in the back of the Forerunner, close the thing. It was like a truck. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. jeez. They're good. They built. They're built to last. You know what you don't have tomorrow? Team run at six a.m. Six a.m. Team run. You do not have. I was walking through. Uh, I was talking to some of the guys the other day, and they were like, "Yeah, but we got to be up here at five thirty in the morning." I was like, "Mmm, I don't, baby. I'm gonna be sleep." I was like, "I'll think about y'all a little bit when I wake up here and then roll over." But nope. Nah. Talk to us real quick before we wrap up about Mississippi State. You, uh, as it, as I have come to learn that they were looking for a few guys in the transfer portal season for to fill that tight end spot. Um, and they unfortunately didn't get anyone other than you. So it sounds like you're going to be at Mississippi state and kind mm-hmm. of be that guy filling that tight end role and, uh, and hopefully just like pull a Brock Bowers and just, Oh yeah. That'd be yes. dope. Oh yeah. Put up like yeah. 10 tutties. I don't know. So, you know, once I committed and talked to them, they're like, yeah, to be honest with you, like, we're not really looking for anybody else. And that's what they tell you. But like, and they didn't go for anybody else really, unless, you know, they pull something off before, you know, I get there. But I mean, we'll see. It'll be exciting. I, uh, they moved some defensive guys over to tight end. They moved some receivers in, but, um, it'll be cool. I'm excited for it. Got some working through the playbook right now. So it's fun learning that, uh, we're going up to do that. So they do, they call it, uh, dog day or something like that. Where it's a Saturday and they have the spring football game, spring volleyball game, and then a baseball game that evening, and they That's do a awesome. concert, a concert on the field after the baseball game. That's, That's cool. sweet. So, dude, I'm stoked. It's gonna be a heck of a who's heck of a the weekend. concert? Like, it was some playing? big country artist. I can't remember who it is, but it was somebody big. So I'm stoked about it. Yeah, we're gonna go up for that, and hang out there a little bit. So that'll be really cool. 